Hello, Govs Nation. You're listening to a special edition of the PCAST presented by CDE Lightband. Each week, we take you around Austin P, the athletics department, and occasionally the OVC, thanks to our good friends at CDE. CDE Lightband offers electricity, internet, video, and voice services with blazing, blazing fast speed and superior performance with the additional convenience of 24-7 local support and bundling all your utilities into a single bill. Thank you to our friends at CDE, and thanks to you, the listeners who make us our sponsor. I am Casey Krieger, and I am joined by the third head soccer coach in Austin Peay State University history, Kim McGowan. Coach, thanks for taking some time out of what I'm sure is a busy first week in Clarksville to uh, stop by and talk to us on the PCAST. How are you, and how have your first few days in Clarksville been? Thanks, Casey, for having me, and uh, it's been great ever since I've been down here. All right, Coach. First off, introduce yourself to all the Govs fans listening to the podcast. Just tell them who Kim McGowan is. Okay. Well, I'm originally from the west side of Cincinnati. Uh, my parents are still located there. I have two older brothers, so not only am I the only uh, daughter, but I'm the youngest, so I come with lots of personality. <laughs> um, my oldest brother currently is living up in Columbus, Ohio, uh, and then my middle brother is actually down in Memphis, and he works for St. Jude. I, he's married to a Miami alum who uh, they have two beautiful babies, so I have a niece and nephew with another niece on the way. All right, let's talk about your soccer coaching career because you're our new soccer coach. You come from Miami, Ohio, where you were the associate head coach. Before that, you were a head coach at Division Three Thomas More and Olivet College, and you've been an assistant at a couple of other smaller schools. Talk about your journey to Austin P. Yes, so uh, I played college soccer up in a small college town, Ada, Ohio, um, at Ohio Northern. Uh, and I fell in love with sports. I grew up playing sports. Uh, my middle brother also played collegiately. Uh, and I knew I wanted to stay involved. And so luckily afterwards, I was granted a GA position down at Agnes Scott, which is an all women's division three college. Um, and that's where I learned my best recruiting. Uh, and I, we were successful down there. And then I kind of came back up to Ohio and I worked at Hiram College, which is in the NCAC, a very competitive division three conference. Um, I was only there for one season because the opportunity to be a head coach came about and I was super excited to take that um, up in Olivet in the MIAA, another competitive Division III um, conference. And we had some success turning around that program, making conference tournament. And then Thomas More is actually right across the river in Cincinnati, it's in Kentucky. Um, but it was in my hometown. They were a D3 powerhouse. And, um, you know, when the opportunity to go back home is available, you normally jump. So I was with the Saints for a season. Uh, and then they were kind of deciding, you know, maybe a different path of going NAIA or Division II. Um, and so Miami called, and I always kind of had a Division I itch. Um, and so it seems like a good time to take that step. I've been there for four seasons. I, I worked really hard with the head coach to help turn around that program into a successful place. And, uh, yeah, that, that head coaching itch came back. And so Austin P is a great fit with the type of, of students that come here, the environment that it's set up, the resources and athletics. Um, it, it was a good step for me getting back into that head coaching role and tackling the A-Sun here as we enter into the fall. So you kind of have a diverse set of experience. You've been assistant coach, and associate head coach, you've coached in a lot of different places. How is all that experience and coaching all over the place gonna help you as a head coach? 
I think the biggest thing is that I know how to wear a lot of hats. Um, and so nothing really, I'm a big problem solver. Nothing really phases me too much. But I think being this head coach again, after being back to an assistant, I got to grow um, and invest in myself as a coach during that process because I wasn't the head coach. Um, and I feel like I'm ready to be able to be the best head coach that I can comparatively when I was when I was 25 and someone let me in charge. <laughs> Is there one person or maybe one piece of advice that helped prepare you to be a head coach at this level? Uh, so two things I can tell you. Joe Bergen is uh, my mentor. He's the very first guy I ever worked for. I think he is absolutely amazing, and he has always reminded me that it's supposed to be fun. Like, we have one of the best jobs in the world, and so even when things get tough, it doesn't mean you should still be working on that environment to make sure that it's enjoyable because that's what, that's what the players want. That's what the student-athletes want. That's what you want as a coach. Um, and so every once in a while, if you ever get into a law, I always remember, like, hey, this is supposed to be fun. Like, we got the best job. Um, and then I think the biggest advice or like one piece, and I say it a lot, uh, there is a coach that was recruiting me. I ended up not going to this school. He's okay with that though. Um, and he told me that, you know, you did a good job when you get invited to their wedding. And I think that that's something when you recognize as a coach, not only are you there to develop them as players, but you're, you're involved in their lives from 18 to 22 and hopefully after, but those years are, they're growing, they're learning who they are. Um, and if you can be a part of that and a positive influence, I think that's super, it, I'm not saying I want to be invited to all weddings, but it does seem to happen to some of the players that, you know, you make a difference on. Good, good. Let's talk about Austin P. Is there anything that you said, you talked about some of the things already. What attracted you to Austin P? What attracted you coming to Clarksville and being here? Uh, well, I look really good in red, right. so I have, I've, I've kept that trend going. Um, I really think that when you think about, so I knew I wanted, when I looked at schools or when I was ready for it to make that jump and I was having internal talks with myself, I wanted to make sure a place didn't have to be successful, but I had to know it could be successful. And I think with Gerald coming in and where the athletic department is now, and joining the new conference, I really do believe that they have everything. Austin P, we have everything here. Um, not only are we offering a good education, we're offering an opportunity to play at the highest level. Uh, and there is no reason that we can't make an impact in the conference. And then hopefully, you know, every once in a while, you get a dance on the national floor. You were here like two months ago, two, three months ago. You, you coached against Austin P. What were your thoughts when you were here? I was. I, I mean, was, obviously I was, you weren't <laughs> thinking about the job, but like. I wasn't. I was. I was hopefully getting. I was worried about the game. Um, but Austin P. When I first came here, uh, so it's been a while since I've been in the Southern Region. So I was really excited to see Bermuda grass. The uh, and y you're laughing, but that as a soccer no, as, a, as a soccer coach, that's very important. As to a me. former baseball manager, I understand the Bermuda, and you oversee with Rye, and it's great. Yes, and so um, I was very excited to see that as a as a coach, and just knew that that's going to be a good service for us to play. Um, I also I was impressed with the soccer stadium um, and even the fans that came out and we like our first game we ended up not playing so it was a tournament style so we only we played North Alabama our first game and it was funny because the fans were still there and even though Miami travels pretty well but I thought there was a lot of red and it wasn't for Miami <laughs> and I felt like so it was an exciting environment I know uh, in that, my previous school, we did end up coming up with the win, but I think um, playing against Austin P, even in the scout, you know, we told, said this team's going to be organized. They're going to be ready to go. They're going to have a game plan, and, like, we just needed to make sure we were focused on ours. And so I knew, I know after playing against, there's, 
there's a lot of talent and there's there's a possibility and opportunity here. Talk about your vision for Austin P soccer. What do you want it to be? What do you expect it to be? Okay, so I think the biggest thing, so when, sometimes when, you know, coaches talk and they're like, you know, what did you think about our team or when you're asking, I would love that when, when you play an Austin P women's soccer team, I want you to know that you're going to have to work for the full 90. Um, I know I want you to know that it's going to be a physical game, and I want you to know that we're only going forward. And so it's going to be a very attacking-minded team. We're hopefully going to be really, really fit. That's the game plan. Um, and we're going to be high energy, and we're going to work really hard. And so I want, I want people to know that Austin P women's soccer is going to be tough to beat, especially at home. You just answered my next question. I was going to say, what? How do you want your team to play, and what do you want their identity to be? So yes, you already answered Fast, that. Fast, high goal scoring, and uh, hopefully physical. A lot of fun. That sounds like a lot of fun to write about. Talk about leading a soccer team into its first year in a new conference. Because yeah. you'll never coach in the OVC. You're only going to coach in the A Sun. I won't. I won't. Um, so I think headed into the A Sun. Uh, we're probably going to have to rely a little bit on um, some film, just rewatching. It's definitely going to be a new experience, but I think the team's going to be ready, and hopefully I think with new experiences is new opportunity. And So it will be a little different. I, I know the style of play is going to probably be a little bit different playing against and just like the caliber of athletes going to be a little bit different. Uh, but I think that, you know, if you're going to do a learning curve, you might as well do it your first time. So I think there's only there's – only, one way to go and I think that's up and I think that's being successful and and I think that's what our soccer team is going to do this fall. So you got here at a weird time. It's Christmas break. None of the student athletes are here. What is the first thing you want to do with the team when they get back from Christmas break? Uh, I go I, I want to say like hug them like I'm so excited <laughs> to meet them. I, I got to, I was able to zoom with the team um, and hopefully now that my I, I have a brand new email so I can't wait to get in contact with them and hopefully I can set up some phone calls before they come before they come back just so I can get to know them a little bit. Uh, but hopefully we're just going to ease into it. I know I know they're jumping at the bit. They really want to get going. So I'm excited about that. Everyone at Austin P from on our support staff has been super great trying to help set up the times and stuff. So I think that uh, we'll get going. But I know I'm like just really excited to see them in person. And so I don't know if they're huggers yet, but that's okay. They're going to be, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> so you're from Cincinnati. Where'd you go to high school? You said from the west side. West side. I went to Oak Hills High School. Okay. You said you like Skyline Chili, which is a big debate in this office because we played football in Cincinnati a year and a half ago. I do. I do. I'm a Skyline fan. Me and Eric are, I think, the only ones that are pro Skyline. Cody Bush actually said it's okay on the Coney's. He will not eat it on the spaghetti. Oh, it's, wow. it's You can't convince everybody. You can't convince everybody. You said you like the Reds, too. Yes. I'm a hometown girl. The Reds are the most important thing to me. Um <laughs> Except for they disappoint me every year. Do you have a favorite Reds player so I can get to know you a little better? Most uh, this, this, this is just for me. Nobody else cares about so this. So this is probably a throwback, but I'm going to tell you Pokey Reese was Pokey my favorite. Pokey Reese playing short, second base with Barry second Larkin. Second base, yes. Yeah. So okay. he, he was my favorite for a while. And now, you know, it goes high and low. But I do I do like watching baseball. I'm a hometown girl. Cincinnati is a great baseball city. It's like um, going to games. Yeah. But no, we're I. You said they disappoint you. I think Cincinnati's a big tease city, especially even with the Bengals. You know, we do well, and then we kind of don't do well, and then we do well enough to make playoffs, and then in playoffs we normally don't end up. Uh, the Reds haven't won a playoff series in my life. I know, well, we're working on it. We're and, working and, on no, it. No, the owners are trying to make it worse. Um, <laughs> my favorite player as a kid was Sean Casey. So okay. if you can figure that out with the name, uh, yep. Ohio Northern. Yes. So we played one season of soccer. You played soccer for four years. You also played a season of golf and a season of JV basketball. I did. It's a weird mix. 
So, so when I was looking at schools, I was looking kind of at the Division three level because I wanted to play multiple sports. That was like my that was dream. always the plan. That was the plan. Um, you know, eighteen year old Kim was crazy. Uh, so then after my freshman soccer season, I was I already talked to the basketball coach. She said I could play, and so when I say JV basketball, I did. I was able to play in the JV games, but I didn't play in any varsity, which is okay. We we were a great team, and I probably shouldn't have been <laughs> on the court. And then. Um, my senior year, uh, the actually the golf coach was the assistant basketball coach at the time, so I already knew her, and I've been golfing my entire life. And I said, hey, and that's how you know a retired athlete wasn't ready to retire. I kind of needed some discipline in my life still, so I asked, I said, hey, can I be a part of the golf team? And she's like, yeah, what do you shoot? And so naturally I lied, um, and I said, you know, like low 80s, and she's like, yeah, you should definitely. I never broke 100 in the spring. But uh, it was one of the best, I think, I think playing basketball and playing golf was two of my better decisions in college. I loved my soccer team. I loved that experience. Like, that also was an amazing. Um, but just, like, the different aspects. And then, you, you know, that's, I think that's what makes me a great coach is that I've been on multiple teams of different dynamics, and you have to understand personalities. And, but playing golf your senior spring, highly suggest it. <laughs> Can you still get out there and break 100 today? Or could you break 100 today? Could I break 100 today? Depending on the course, Depends possibly. The cor All right. Well, we might have to get out there, uh, get you and some of the other coaches out there and have a little golf tournament. Yes. I've already, I've talked to, uh, I've talked to Coach Sarah. I've, I've worked on it. So <laughs> it's in the works. You said that you, it might've been right when you finished with school or you were in school. You were a color commentator for a couple teams. I did. So where was that at? Was that, that was at Ohio Northern. Okay. So one of the positives about like division three or the whole student athlete was that you were allowed to be involved. And so the first two years I did broadcasting. Um, so I did color commentary for our men's and women's basketball teams and then a little bit of baseball and softball. Uh, but then I, I worked on Sunday nights, nine to midnight, smooth jazz. <laughs> DJ K Swiss, I was there. Uh, DJ K Swiss. Yeah, I was going through a phase, but yeah, no, it was super exciting. You know, the broadcasting. I think they made. I think I made them laugh more than uh, they appreciated me. But I was ready. Yeah. Do you want to call any of the baseball games here in the spring? Baseball's a lot slower. You got to fill in a lot of time. When basketball, it's yeah. just it's pretty quick. But luckily, I worked with a great guy, and he's doing. Um, he's a sports broadcaster up in Ohio, but he was a great play-by-play -play man. So he, he set me up on a lot of the color commentary. I've worked with a couple play-by-play -play guys. It helps to have a, one that you know when they're going to set you up. Yeah, and he was great at knowing their name. I mean, we'd just get down there, and he'd already know the roster and what they were doing, and I was like, you're amazing. Well, I was going to ask about the Smooth Jazz Show, but you already talked about that. So let's get into our rapid-fire questions, the questions we ask every guest on the PCAST. Now's your chance. Are you ready? Okay. What is your favorite word or saying? Work it. Work it. What's the last book you read for fun? It takes what it takes. What's your worst habit? I listen to music really loud. Okay. So this one's an argument my friends and me have been having since we were in school. Uh, do you think you can walk a mile in less than 10 minutes? No, my shins would explode. Okay. Well, I think I can. They don't think I can. That's the argument. Um, <laughs> what's one rule in any sport that you would like to change or add? Oh, that's tough. Um, I don't know. Sometimes you can mute fans. <laughs> a couple of your soccer players have been on this in the past couple weeks, and they both came in with baseball answers. I was really thrown off by that. That's okay. It that's was, all right. I wasn't expecting, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Um, what's the app on your phone that gets the most use? Oh, probably Snapchat. 
<laughs> it's usually either that, Twitter, or TikTok. TikTok is pretty high up there too. I'm not. I'm. I don't do TikTok or I don't post. But, but yeah, you watch I've watched. Yeah. yeah. What's the last gift you gave somebody? Oh, a lamp. What kind of lamp? From Goodwill. I gave it to my brother huh. for a joke. <laughs> he he almost appreciated it. He almost appreciated it. <laughs> Who would you cast to play yourself in a movie about yourself? Oh, Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. I don't know why, but I like her, so I'm just going to. Yeah. She's a good one. <laughs> What's the most embarrassing song you love? That I love. Oh, I I sing a lot, so probably like any of them really. But I am pretty the A B C D E F U song that recently came out. I can belt to that one. The Dells are they clearly my voice isn't back from uh, the last car ride I had. Um, so I don't know if embarrassing, but I'm I I normally give the players a lot of the aux chords, so I I, I think I'm hip. <laughs> if you could go to any concert, who would it be? Oh. So I'm a big concert goer, so I've done it before, but I'd probably, I haven't been to Lady Gaga, and I think she would be, like, amazing. What's the best one you've been to? Chris Stapleton was pretty good. I, I enjoyed him. I think my Max and Parker, a bunch of people went to see him last week in Nashville. Yeah, he's, he's good. and you wouldn't think it because his music's not, like, real, like, it's not as Florida Georgia line upbeat right. kind of thing, but he's good. Pretty good. Yeah. What is the one place in the world you want to visit the most? Oh, I don't know. I, I've been a lot. I would love to go back to Australia for a bit. So, you know, I've been there for, I studied abroad out there. So I'd love to, I think I'd need to get back. But you have to like plan that out because yeah, that's, that's a long a, plane a ride. Trip. Yeah. So you can't just go for the weekend. If you could have any three people over for dinner, who would they be? Any people ever. Oh, so I might cause some controversy because these are like, like I would, Nick Shaven's invited, Tom Izzo's invited, and I'd probably, yeah, I know, I'm probably causing controversy right now. I like right Tom now. Izzo. I, I don't like Nick Saban. That's okay. Um, and I don't know. I'd probably take, who's another, I'm a big, oh, and Jay Biles. All right. I'd take him. He writes a couple good books. He's he's entertaining too. He makes me laugh. <laughs> All right, a little more serious here on these last couple questions. Who or what inspires you? Uh, I think uh, the people that I work with, honestly, like the teams that I'm around, or like I, I just I'm a big believer in you don't wake up to be average. And so I think when you're around players and student athletes who are like absolutely striving to be their best and you're and you're in that environment and this is their biggest growth period I think being around that is like super contagious what advice would you give your younger self oh man tons uh, <laughs> um probably just don't be don't uh, man listen more probably don't just listen or I guess just you know like I think when you're a younger coach yeah obviously you know everything right and you uh, try to implement your strategy or what you think is right instantly without maybe absorbing a little bit. And so I think I'd tell them to relax, calm down sometimes. <laughs> so the last question we always ask on the PCAST, we ask a question that the previous guest asked. Well, since you're a special edition, we're starting a new trend of that. So I'm going to ask you, 
what questions do you want to ask the next special edition guest of the PCAST, whether it be a new head coach, a new staff member? Hopefully it's not anytime soon and this question gets stored away for like two years. But what question do you want to ask? Yes. Yeah, so my favorite question that I love asking, and hopefully it's for coaches or it could be anyone in athletics that I always say, if you if all the schools that you worked at, if they had a mascot fight, who would win? Who wins for you? To be fair, I think oh, the Comet would probably win. I want to, like, have faith in the polar bear, but I was a dog a couple times. Like, Governor's probably not making any go old, Governor old. also, unfortunately, I just think the Comet is, like, it's, you know. The Comet's a pretty good answer. It makes, it makes a lot of damage. But, uh, yeah, I'd probably have to go with the Comet. But All right. Well, Coach, that's all I've got for you. Thank you for your time. Uh, for everybody listening for the regular edition of the PCAST, we weren't able to get our guests for this week uh, in here. We weren't able to work out the time. So we'll be back with a regular episode sometime after Christmas. I'll give you a hint. He's on the men's basketball team, so hopefully it can be the week right after Christmas. But so long, everybody. I'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. Seventeen hours picking me a bouquet of dogwood flowers, and I'm hoping for rally. I can see my baby tonight. So wrap me, mama, like a wagon.